You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website BuiltForTheStage.com. Or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Please enjoy this conversation. We have Jennifer Foote on Bill for the Stage podcast, Broadway's Jennifer Foote. I mean that in all sincerity. This fierce boss woman has racked up an amazing career. She seems very pleasant. I just met her, but she has a, a golden smile, so I trust her on that. I think she's a really good girl. You guys got time? Because I'm going to list off her credits right now. On Broadway, she debuted in Annie Get Your Gun, went on to Dracula the Musical, Hair, on the 20th Century, A Wonderful Life, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, love that one. Chorus Line, everyone loves that one. Rock of Ages, Follies, The Mystery of Edwin Drood, have no idea. Um, she Loves Me, Holiday Inn, love that one. Hello Dolly, everyone loves that one. And now Tootsie, welcome to Bill for the Stage Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me ramble on. <laughs> but uh, really, really enjoyed uh, Tootsie. You're a swing in the show. Did I see you uh, about... I feel like I did. I can't remember exactly, but I think when you messaged me, I think I was on that day when you said that. Be yes, because when I reached out about you being on the podcast, I was looking for the insert, and your name was there, so there you were on the stage. Special day. All right, good. Thank you for taking the time. Um, how's Tootsie been? Oh, it's fantastic. It's such a good group and it's such a fun show. You know, it's it's great to be in a comedy where people are laughing and enjoying themselves and it's a it's a really it's a great time. It's a little easier to show up to the theater when you're doing a comedy, right? Yeah, it's just different. You know, it's not better or worse, but there is something great about being at that in the finale and the bows and just seeing everyone like jumping to their feet and having a fun, great time and hearing that laughter. It's a it's a fun fun time at the theater. Cool. All right, well let's jump in. Anxious to see what you have to say about some of these questions. Um, just really excited to have you on the show. So what was one of the most demanding shows out of that long list that you've been a part of 
to perform eight shows a weekend? So physically, mentally, whatever. Well, I've been a swing probably half of my career, kind of back and forth between being an onstage track or a swing. So there's a different challenge physically in, in both of those things. Um, the show that comes to mind when you ask that question is Holiday Inn, which I did just a few years ago. And I was a swing in that show, so I wasn't performing eight times a week. But as a swing, it's so mentally challenging and uh, draining in a lot of ways. The stress of having these tracks in your head and you're you know, about to go on in a minute's notice and things like that. So that show was particularly hard because it was physically very demanding. It was, you know, that show is just dance number after dance number after dance number. That is really the star of the show, in my opinion, was the choreography by Dennis Jones. And, and those dancers were so wonderful and people loved those numbers. And a lot of it was tap and all kinds of part, lots of partnering and things like that. So it was physically hard when I was on, but it was also very hard to know these eight very intricate tracks. And there weren't any singer tracks. They were all dancers and every dancer has a different partner and different tap and things like that. So I found that very stressful. One of my more challenging uh, experiences in that way. And then the other, the only other thing I can think about just pure physically challenging, which was not a Broadway show, was when I first moved to the city, I was a Rockette for two seasons and that is demanding on my body. So that was, that was challenging in a totally different way. In my career, I've always relied on singing and acting and dancing and that is just pure dance and precision dance and that was very, very challenging physically. Yeah. So I've been cast in all of these shows. What makes you a reliable performer, in your opinion, um, if you're going to highlight anything? Is there anything that like you do that you bring to the table inside of the proscenium? And do you take from anything that you habitually practice in your life that might help this trait of yours? Well, one of the things that I'm most proud of in my career is being rehired by lots of people. I always feel like you get your first job on talent. It's just a blind audition. No one knows you, so you must have been great in the room, let's say. And so, which is wonderful. But to then be rehired by someone from that same creative team in another way, I feel like that is a testament to them saying, yeah, she's talented enough, but I want her in the room for various reasons. And for me, I think I'm probably talented enough in a lot of ways, but I'm not, I'm certainly not the best one on the stage, but I think that I have been rehired in a lot of ways because I, I'm bring to, I'm positive. I'm super grateful at all times. I am reliable as a performer in the rehearsal room, things like that, that I think carry you from job to job to job from someone who wants to work with you again. And I think, I think that I have a sort of broader view of this business than just my specific track in this show and what I'm doing as an actor. I think I see the bigger picture of theater and Broadway in particular, um, just probably from my experience and also who I am in the world. And um, I think that that helps. I think that that's valuable in a room. I think that people trust my opinion in the room or trust my energy in the room that's not about me. It's more about seeing the fuller picture and how a choreographer might look to me for, do you think this is right? What do you think of this? Or things like that. And I think that I can bring a fuller picture sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Can, you, can you zoom in on that even more about like what that means to you, the broader picture of all of this? Well, I mean, I, I've been working on Broadway for 19 years, so that is something that you 
that experience lends itself to a, a bigger view. But I also am a huge fan of theater first and foremost. Like I'm still listening to show tunes as I walk down the street. And I think that that sense of joy and gratitude really buoys you through this career. And then I have, in the last several years, I've started doing a lot of associate work as associate director and choreographer and choreographed a few things on my own. And I think that experience clearly brings a lot of, you know, something to the room in that way. And then I'm married to um, a woman who was a company manager for many years, is now on the producing side of things. And I feel like she is sort of giving me a better sense of the bigger picture of just the business, mm. which has helped me as an actor. It sort of takes you out of your actor smaller world and sort of sees the the whole thing. And that I think has helped me a lot. Yeah, probably valuable when you step into either an audition room or just the rehearsal process. I think so, yeah. Because at times you can, you can kind of be weight, you can weigh yourself down with uh, anxieties that might be rightfully so, but when you know the greater scope and you can kind of step out of like your little world yeah it could it can kind of help in that way definitely and i think i mean just as me as a person i i care about sort of um my spiritual life and my sort of bigger picture life of of me as just a human being and i think that that only can help you particularly in this business that is so easy to get all about yourself and all about you and your product and your whatever and it's it's sort of that has sort of helped me get out of my own way and just sort of see life in general as a as a you know yeah. See the bigger picture of that. Yeah. Well, how do you just oh, wasn't on my list, but I'm super into this kind of conversation as far as the business goes. How do you remain as selfless as you can be in a selfish business? I think that that question actually just applies to everyone and no matter what job they were doing. That's sort of the goal, I think, is to sort of get out of our own self, you know, little world, our ego sort of world and see us all together and we're all one and things like that. So I think that could apply to to everyone. Yes, but in our business, I think it's hard because you do have to, it is about your, you know, you put your product as yourself and you're putting yourself out there in a lot of ways. And that's very vulnerable. And that's, I can see, I can understand how we get all about ourselves. And I'm certainly guilty of that as well. But I practice really hard at um, mindfully not doing that as much as I can. And I'm certainly not perfect at that. But the more I can sort of just get out of my way and just, I don't know, I I think that just the simple fact of like gratitude has helped me a lot. Like I'm very thankful to live in New York City. I can't believe I can be on Broadway. I can't believe I get to, you know, walk through a stage door. Like that's never, ever going to be lost on me. And that has served me in a big way, I think. Yeah. M- might be kind of what you were touching with before about maybe you're not, the most talented in the room, but you're the most probably reliable in the sense of what you're going to bring to the room. And and that one of those things would be a greater perspective of gratitude, positivity, positivity, a solid team player. I think so. I, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it's easy for me to say that about myself. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I, I hope that is something I try to bring that to. Yeah. Me. I mean, yeah. after all these shows, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're <laughs> I'm sure you're spitting the truth right now. Let's move on uh, to this next one that I've been thinking about a lot with kind of going with what you just said about how you never take it for granted, like living in the city, being on Broadway, walking through a stage door. There's this Jim Carrey quote where he talks about, I'll just paraphrase it, but he just wishes that everyone could be rich and famous so that they could find out that 
you still could be unhappy even if that happens. So the audience out there on Bill for the Stage podcast, it's pretty, um, it's varied. And I know that there's some out there that are aspiring performers or maybe they're young performers, even on Broadway, maybe show number one or whatever. Is there any like light you can shed for them that even though you've, you've essentially seems like booked show after show, like, can you just real talk with us about like, hey, once again, greater picture, the consumption of like, oh, I have to get on Broadway, I have to do it, I have to do it, you know? I mean, when I, growing up, that was a really singular goal of mine. I had laser focus on, I wanted to be on Broadway. Actually, that's not true. I had laser focus on, I wanted to be in a touring show because that seemed achievable. Broadway seemed unachievable to me. So I didn't want to dream that big. Mm -hmm. So I finally, so I moved here, I got a national tour. And then soon after that, I made my Broadway debut. I was so thrilled and so happy. And it's, you know, all the things I dreamed it would be and getting that call and being in the show. And I, my Broadway debut, I was a replacement in Annie Get Your Gun. And the show closed like a month after I started, which, you know, is a super high to could be a super low, obviously. Thankfully at the time, it didn't rupture my world. I sort of took it in stride even then, but I'm so thankful that that happened that way for me because it did teach me instantly of this is the greatest thing. I'm on Broadway. Everything, you know, all the doors are opening. Everything's great to it. You're done and it's closed. And how do you get that next show? And it's, it was a real quick high to a low. And that taught me in that moment of this job, this business is fleeting and you can't count on anything. And so it made me super, super, super grateful every chance I get to do a show. And I don't know that I would have known that so quickly had I my first Broadway show been a huge hit that I was in for a few years and I felt very celebrated and whatever that was. I think having that first thing happen that way, I'm, I wouldn't have changed it because it taught me instantly to be thankful for the next. And then it took me a couple years to get my next show. I took me about two years to get my second Broadway show. And that was hard. Oh, can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago now, but it was hard. And I, that's when I was a rockette, which I love Radio City, but it was not for me a great fit. It wasn't my dream of a job. And so feeling like I'm doing these jobs that aren't my dream, aren't, you know, I'll, any regional show I could get, you know, and I, I didn't do a ton of those things, but I, it was hard to feel like, what if another show doesn't come? And I felt, I felt so lucky that I at least had that one show. And I felt like if I never get another Broadway show, at least I did it. You know, I did it one time. And that seemed big enough in a way. Um, the point is, there are tons of lows in this business. And I, Tootsie will close. I'll be at zero again. You go from 100 to zero. It doesn't go back to great, what's the next show? Who wants me now? It's like starting every time it feels like you're starting all over. And yes, like now, you know, 19 years later, I have a lot more connections and I have a lot more things that help me along the way. But still, when you're unemployed, you're unemployed and that's even. There's no like better version of unemployed than another. It's you're even at sort of at the bottom in that way. So it's, it's really up and down. It takes tremendous will and um, self-worth and sort of things that if I feel like you have to have tremendous confidence in this business that can't be based on your stage credits. Your confidence has to be based on who you as a per are as a person, the balance in your life, relationships in your life, how you see the world, whatever that is, I think will serve you because if all you care about is the credits you have, that's very fleeting and it's really easy to 
your highs and then your lows. And so I think that that's important to have a lot of, cultivate a lot of other things in your life besides just a Broadway show credit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great parallel for my fitness fam out there where it is a rented, never owned type of deal where you could be in the best shape of your life. And if you let it go for six months or AKA your show closes and you don't put the work in, you, you're back to square one before you even knew that it had left you. And you just have to keep plugging away and nothing is, is guaranteed. The word resilient really comes up when you're talking about that, where you have to be a dog on a bone about it, where you're going to fight and scratch for it all day, every day, whether you have it or you don't. I was just talking to my clients about if you're in the front, keep running because people are on your heels. And if you're yeah. in the back, then you better keep running or you're still, you're going to yeah. stay in the back. So, yeah. Out of all the shows that you've done, Broadway, not Broadway, um, what was one of your favorites and why? I could make a case for each Broadway show as to why it was the greatest because there mm. were amazing things about each, obviously, of course. But without question, the favorite, my favorite show will always be A Chorus Line. That was, I felt like A Chorus Line was something bigger than I could have ever dreamed. I wouldn't have even dreamed I could have done it in Summerstock somewhere, let alone on Broadway. It just seemed so, such a far reach and it was so incredible. And it's, you know, it's a show about who we are. And that's such a rare thing to be able to be on stage and say the things that you feel for an audience. You know, it's, these stories really, really resonate with me. And each character in a different way resonates. And it's just, it's so powerful and so magical. And it's, it, it's mind blowing. That will forever be, I could now, I'll, it, I will be fine if I never do another show because I got to do that. That was wow. so incredible. You you were a part of every little step then, or no? I no, I was a replacement in the show, so you can like find I can it, find me in that yeah. movie, but no, no, you would never know I was there. But you, what I mean is, you were there in the audition process, where like that was very much in the room, like it was yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, a chorus line is is truth. It is you know you're just that your own rehearsal process is the same as the show. It's everything about it is, I, I heard, um, I mean, it just rings true. Like what I did for love that rings so much. It's so different now. It's, you know, that show was 10 years ago, maybe that we did it on Broadway. Um, it rings. I keep thinking of the lyric in in that song, um, the gift was ours to borrow and feeling like, yeah, like we're just, I'm just, part of the Broadway community for this little blip, a tiny blip of these, you know, 20 years or whatever. And it'll go on much longer than me and it's been where, way before me. And it's just, you feel like you just get to be on this ride and how lucky we are to make our mark and this like legacy of people before and after us and feeling like, that's why I feel so grateful at all times. It just, it's Broadway is bigger than your one show or who you are or whatever. And it's, it's, it's bigger than all of us and, and creatively and just feeling like, um, so lucky to be a part just even a blip on it yeah it's a chorus line is kind of like um the actor's anthem as far as like be, like if you were to pick a show of like what show represents us so. as a community yeah i think so yeah yeah cool um can you i was i was i've been in a, a chorus line regionally uh so yeah everything you say definitely rings true uh, how fun was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Was Norbert Leo still in it when, you're, yes. when you came in to the I show? I was a replacement in the Broadway company, which was fantastic. I loved that show. Really loved it. And it was all the original cast was there. Um, and then I 
I then went on tour and played one of the characters, um, Jolene on the tour mm -hmm. with Norbert. Um, mm -hmm. So it was so fun and it's such a great show. And it's David Yazbek's show who wrote Tootsie. So it's very full circle to be back in with a David Yazbek show. And it's, there was a moment in Tootsie, there's a scene in a bar and there was like background piano music being played. Mm -hmm. And in rehearsal, they were just playing the background music and the piano player started playing a song from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but just like in loungy versions. And it felt like it's not, it's not, it didn't make it to our version. It was there in Chicago, but it felt like such a little Easter egg of a moment, like a nod to if you knew Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you would maybe yeah. hear this background music. Which song was it? They were playing um, Nothing is Too Wonderful to be True in the background. Yeah. But again, it's, it's no longer in our New York show, but yeah, it was yeah. such a cool... I loved, I just, I love David Yazbek and I, I loved that show. It's such, that, it was like Tootsie. It's such a fun, funny, great show. And that cast was tremendous. It was great. Mm. So I coach a lot of people, um, actors in fitness, and I talk to them a lot just about the everyday grind and the mental battle of it all. So if you were a coach and you had your clients, not fitness, but like actors out there, what's something that you would tell them um, as they're going about their career or just their every day? Um, I mean, it's what I've already touched upon, I think is just having a sense of gratefulness. And I, you know, I've said this before to people, but I live on the Upper West Side and I walk every day from my apartment to the show. And it's like 30 minute walk. And that's my favorite part of the day. And it's walking and I listen on shuffle to my show tunes and it will make, and it's, you know, passing Lincoln Center and, you know, passing, you know, the billboards and, and just feeling like I can't believe I get to live here. And it's, I cry sometimes out of happy gratitude of feeling like what an amazing, magical life. You know, I'm living that sort of fantasy that I had. And just so I would tell people to just be thankful for the journey. And the journey is up and down. And there's times when I really thought, that's the show I have to be and that's the show I'm going to get. And that's the one. And, and feeling like once I released that, I could be open to something else that took me in a whole other way and gave me a show that was a better fit for me or, you know, and just sort of trusting that the journey isn't always exactly the laser focus you think it is. And to trust that it kind of goes around corners and, and trust that. And I just try and stay in my flow of life. And I feel like when I do, then doors sort of open and life feels good and just sort of like, giving way to that and feeling thankful for for the journey of it all. Yeah, th that comes up a lot. It seems like with these interviews of just like, if I if I had not, got, not yeah. gotten that show, I would have never had this happen to me. Yeah, I'm a big, um, I used to particularly used to be a big believer in like a vision board, you know, sort of thing. And I would really pin certain things to it and, and be, of course, upset if something didn't come true. And so one day I just took everything off and felt like, how about my vision board is just, you show me the way. And that was a real, it sort of changed the way I looked at things and sort of wanted things job-wise and things like that. And it, it really helped me sort of open myself up to, maybe I don't know what's best. And you, you know, universe, show me, show me what's best for me. Yeah. All right, Jennifer, thanks so much for thanks coming for in. Me. Thanks for being on the podcast. Guys, you can check out Jennifer Foote in uh, Tootsie the Musical right now. And you can go to her Instagram and uh, check that out, Jenny Foote, J-E-N-Y-F-O-O-T-E. -E. You could give her a follow. I don't know if she's public or private. I'm public. All right. Yes. You can give her a follow. Check out her gram. And, um, yeah, thanks so much again. Thank you.
All right, and that'll do it with Jennifer Foote on Built for the Stage podcast. Once again, if you want to try a free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com or DM me on the Insta at Built for the Stage. Would love to chat it up with you about your fitness goals. All right, until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.